Good evening, Lafayette. I guess I should say good evening. I've been saying good afternoon, but technically it is evening. It is 5 o'clock. It is dark outside now. Good evening, Lafayette. This is the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock drive time. Your 5 o'clock news crew is brought to you by Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Go and check out what they can do for you and your automotive needs. Got a lot to talk about. Today was a big day in Louisiana politics as Jeff Landry picked a member. Uh, he made his first cabinet announcement for his incoming administration. And it has some people in the media, they're kind of freaking out. They don't know how to react to the news. And here's why. Jeff Landry has picked a member of the former President Donald Trump administration. They don't like that. They don't like Trump people being involved. They don't. They don't. They hate Trump in, in local media just as much as they in state media and just as much as they hate him in national media. But here's the other thing. It's a black woman. She's a black woman. The person who will be heading up the Department of Environmental Quality is Aurelia Skipworth Giacometto. She was Uh, She's an Indiana native. She was the first black woman to lead the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. She will now be uh, tasked with running the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality, the state agency tasked with protecting residents' health and safety from industrial facilities. This via the Louisiana Illuminator, which, as you may or may not know, is is very much of the left. Um, This is a good hire. By Jeff Landry. Uh, she had, I mean, just her education alone does render her a lot more qualified than than people who have held the job in the past. Uh, she's got a master's degree in molecular genetics from Purdue, a law degree from the University of Kentucky College of Law. She attended Howard University in Washington, D.C. for her undergraduate degree in biology. So biology, molecular genetics, and law. Makes her pretty qualified. She worked in the Trump administration and she is the first black woman to hold that position. And so the media is kind of confused on how to deal with that. They don't they don't like it when Republicans make these diversity hires, and, and they're going to call her diverse. They're going to say they'll they'll ultimately come to the conclusion this person shouldn't be in the job. That this is just an affirmative action hire by Jeff Landry. That's what they're going to end up saying. That's what the left will always end up saying about these types of hires. If there's a if there is anybody who checks off any of the diversity boxes in a Republican hire. In or in, you know, the Republicans appoint somebody or whatever. It's always called affirmative action. They're not really qualified for the job, et cetera. Again, look at the educational pedigree. Molecular genetics, biology, law, dealing with environmental quality. That seems to be the right thing. This is somebody who knows science. This is somebody who knows how to read the science, not somebody who is going to base the science off of politics, which is what people who have typically led that that state agency have done in the past. This is a good move by Jeff Landry. There was speculation. I think Moon said it this morning uh, that Dr. Ralph Abraham might be that first pick and be the one heading up health and human services. That may still be the pick down the road, but this was a big first pick for Jeff Landry as he's filling out his administration. There have been moves to solidify Philip DeVillier as speaker of the house, Cam Henry to be the Senate president, Taylor Barra to be uh, the commissioner of administration. Things are shaping up for the Landry administration and not a moment too soon because he's going to have to hit the ground running. He wants to call a special session on crime. 
he wants to call the special session on uh, redistricting, congressional redistricting, because the courts are ordering a new congressional map. They've set a deadline for January 15th. There's a problem. Landry gets sworn in on January 8th. Can he immediately call in, uh, call uh, a special session? In a week, can they get a map that the court would approve and get it passed? I don't know. I don't think so. So now John Bell Edwards wants to call one before the year's end. One last hurrah, I guess, to get a special session, try to get a congressional map that the courts would approve of. The courts, I think it's very notable, have put a January 15th deadline right after the holidays, right after uh, state elections and the swearing in of a new governor, uh, state positions, legislative uh, seats. Pretty deliberate that it's set for a week right after that. Like, hey, you you got sworn in, get to work. Or try to get it done before the end of the year and before this next group is sworn in. I don't – there's there's obviously some kind of malicious intent there as far as that timing. Uh, You can can push that back a month or two at least. You're you're going to have to do it. Um, The Supreme Court has kind of opened the way for the courts to decide this, and and so the courts are saying – You have to do this. So where is the second majority minority district going to be drawn? Uh, You heard you've heard Moon talk about it now. One of the things is if you're going to draw a district based on race, that's gerrymandering, no matter how you do it. But they're saying because the voting, you know, the Voting Rights Act, everything like that, that it has to be done. So where is this district going to come? It's going to come in one of two congressional districts, Julia Letlow's or Garrett Graves. And I'm going to say with almost certainty that what the Republican Party, if they're forced to draw this map, what they're going to do is they're going to draw it out of Garrett Graves' district. And I'm not going to say it's all because they're bitter at Garrett Graves, but I think it would be irresponsible for me to suggest that it's not that, that that's not a factor being taken in here. Here's the thing. Julia Letlow's district, like just in terms of the... of the size of the district. Let me pull up Louisiana congressional districts. Let me find that map. Julia Letlow's district is massive in terms of land space. Garrett Graves is not, and it's already drawn very weird. That map can be, that district can be redrawn to make it fit the majority-minority status. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about that district. It is very easy to create a majority-minority district that will still end up voting Republican. Here's why. Garrett Graves' district, even though it's drawn very funky, is a Republican plus 18 district. Even if you redraw it a little bit to bring in more black voters into the district and even make it a majority-minority black district, what you're going to find is, I mean, if you you know take this last, uh, take the 2023 election, uh, look at the Democrat turnout, look at black turnout specifically. It's not impossible to say that a district in that area wouldn't still vote Republican because black voters aren't turning out. Look at what we're seeing kind of nationally 
as far as black voter motivation. They're not motivated for the Democrats. They're not motivated for Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Biden is really going to be able to inspire black voters in a deep red state like Louisiana who already chose not to go vote for their own governor? Even if you do redraw that map, there's still a a chance Garrett Graves can hold on to that district for at least another congressional term. Maybe not more than one. But this is all stuff that's being worked on all at the same time. Jeff Landry's trying to build an administration. There's a new legislature set to come in. And they're worried about a special session to draw a new congressional map because the courts are demanding it. And they're not winning that court battle right now. And then it all comes back to what the voters want. What do the voters of Louisiana want? The voters of Louisiana made it pretty clear. They want a Republican-controlled legislature. They want a Republican-controlled governor's mansion. They want Republicans. I'm I'm betting this Saturday, Louisiana voters will have decided they want Republicans running state government. Because nothing else seems to have worked so far. I don't think you can pull off a special session before the end of the year. I know you won't be able to pull off one before that deadline. I don't know that John Bell Edwards is going to get what he wants out of that map because he's all for redrawing the map, getting a second majority minority district. I don't know that he would be able to get that done before the end of the year, before Jeff Landry gets sworn in. And once Jeff Landry gets sworn in, John Bill Edwards has no more hand in anything. We'll see how that goes. All right, let's take a quick break. Your calls, your thoughts. 232-1542 is the number. Use the KPL app if you want to send a message through there. We'll get to those in a moment. But first, we do have our pest of the day. And our pest of the day is going to be an old, familiar friend. He goes by the name Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen has promised to flee the United States if Donald Trump wins the presidency in 2024. Now, I don't know if Michael Cohen has looked at all of the polling that's out there right now, including some new national polling that's come up today that shows that even with a third-party candidate in on the ballot, Donald Trump still beats Joe Biden as of right now. So it's very likely that we could be looking at a second Trump administration, to which I say, with all the love and respect in the world, to Michael Cohen, bye. Michael Cohen is a terrible lawyer. He has been a terrible representative uh, uh, for Donald Trump. He's clearly not great at his job. And he has been a whiny little snot ever since he left Trump's employ. So... In hoping that he can still find some fame and respect out there, he's making this wild claim that he is going to flee the country if Donald Trump wins in 2024. He's not going to do it because, frankly, he's a coward. But if he does, bye, you will have removed yourself from the equation, Michael Cohen, and that is something we can all be thankful for. That's why Michael Cohen is our pest of the day brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. Find them online at jjext.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat. A lot of y'all chiming in, but before, before I get to your comments, I do want to point out 
that this is your 5 o'clock news cruise. It is brought to you by Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. Stop by Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Check out what they've got. They've got a huge selection, new and used cars right there on the lot for you to see if you go by 1212 Ambassador Caffrey or visit them online at servicegm.com. Along with all the cars on the lot, they have parts and service. They've got a body shop and collision center, fine line custom auto. They've got the wash, all of it right there for you. Plenty, plenty of great options for you at Service Chevrolet Cadillac over at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet. Now, I do want to give a shout out to Sheila and Karen Crow, who, uh, Message in and said that she likes the way I take dramatic pauses when I'm speaking. And I would love to say that I'm doing that for the purpose of theater uh, as as part of the, the whole thing here. But in truth, it's because I end up talking so fast that I run out of breath and I have to take a dramatic pause in order to catch my breath and uh, and and try to also remember where I'm going because I have ADHD and that train derails very very quickly. Uh, Billy in Church Point pointing out exactly what I was saying with our pest of the day. Uh, Michael Cohen, if if he wants to go, he can go. And Scott uh, messaged in also saying a lot of folks would say they would leave America if Trump became president, and they're still here, which is extremely. Go home, go go somewhere, else. find a new home if you don't want to be here. Because Donald Trump is president. You guys, we've we've discussed my thoughts. I'm not moving just because somebody's in the White House or somebody's not in the White House. I'm not moving away because one party's in control or one party's not in control. No, that's stupid. That is so very silly. If you feel that passionate about it, fight to change it. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, conservative, progressive, liberal, whatever you want to call yourself, libertarian if you're paying enough attention, which you may not be. Whatever you are, if you feel that passionately that somebody else being in charge makes you want to get up and leave, fight harder. This is really ridiculous. The the people who claim that they just want to leave the country, people who will leave the state because Jeff Landry got elected, people who will leave the state because the Republicans have been in charge or the Republicans have banned abortion or, or whatever, go. Okay, either get out or actually stay and fight because you know your Democratic Party's not fighting for your values. Stand and fight. If you really feel that passionate about it, I mean, fine, go, get out. I, that's great. But to... To feel so passionate about it that you want to up and move instead of fight for your values? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm I'm, I'm tired of of people, and they do it for theater. They do it as a performance. You know, they, they all eyes on me. I'm leaving because of this. No, you stay and fight. Okay? You stay and you fight for your values or you just shut up. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. I owe an apology to Scott. He messaged in, and I said that his message was uh, that folks have been threatening to leave America, and he messaged back and 
chided me and said that he didn't say folks. And that's that's 100 percent accurate. He didn't say folks. He said SOBs. But folks, I need to let you know that this I I am the definition of family entertainment. OK, I cannot be entertaining even anything close to a swear on the air. I just don't want to do it. There could be children listening right now. As you're driving home, it is our 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. It would, it would, it would hurt me if I were to, to, to sully the virgin ears of those little ones in the car who are just listening, trying to learn the news of the day, if I were to say something even remotely close to SOB. So, Scott, I'm sorry. I was just trying to clean up your comment a little bit before it went out over the air. Anyway, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Or like Scott, Billy and Churchpoint, Sheila, everybody who's messaged in, if you want to, use the KPEL app. If you don't have the KPEL app, just go to your app store, download the KPEL app. You can use the chat feature. It's a little uh, text message-looking icon in the upper right corner. Make sure it says the Joe Cunningham Show when you're starting to type your message. And it's basically like texting the show And I get those as y'all send them. And I love talking to y'all on the air, responding to you on the air, and sending messages back uh, through the app. I I love conversing with y'all. Now, I will say that a a number of folks have started trying to add me on Facebook. And and if if I don't know you, I'm not adding you to my my personal Facebook page. You can follow me uh, on Facebook, The Joe Cunningham Show on Facebook. I don't post there very often. I haven't posted there in a while. I need to get better at that. I've always been terrible at following up on a Facebook page. But I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to make myself better at a lot of these things. So if you want to find me on Facebook and you can send a message to me through Facebook, if you go to my Facebook page, The Joe Cunningham Show on Facebook, because my my personal page, I'm not accepting friend requests from people I don't know in person or don't have a lot of mutual friends with. So if you've requested, if you sent me a friend request and I haven't responded, that's why I, I, I don't know you and I'm... You're not getting anything out of my Facebook page. In you, my, my personal Facebook page, I do nothing but share memes. That's all I do. I share memes constantly. I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about the stories I write. I don't talk about current events or news or anything on there. I write jokes and I share memes because I need a safe space from all of the nonsense going on in the world around us. One of the things, and I I think I've vented about some of this frustration before, but we're getting close to Thanksgiving, so we're we're going to start get we're going to start getting the uh, the think pieces out there. How do you talk about Donald Trump with your crazy right wing uncle? How do you talk with your liberal aunt about abortion or whatever? I have an idea. It's a radical idea, but follow me on this. Don't talk politics at Thanksgiving. Don't even talk about the news at Thanksgiving. The most news you should be talking at Thanksgiving is, hey, are we watching the game today? Or did you see the game on Saturday? Did you see the game on Monday? Whatever. Talk something besides politics. Everybody needs a break from this nonsense. And it is. It's nonsense. You know how much nonsense it's been because Congress has been in session for 10 weeks and they're starting to throw punches at each other. too much. It's too much politics. I'm legitimately amazed we haven't had more cursing, shouting matches in the halls of Congress. At some point, I just assumed that even Mike Johnson, who's a very 
even-tempered guy is going to throw a punch at somebody who's accusing him once again of being a Christo-fascist authoritarian who wants to make a Handmaid's Tale happen. Everybody needs a break. This is why we have Thanksgiving. We we throw all that crap out the window and we just gather and we just we enjoy the moment with our family. I don't I, this might this might some people might take this the wrong way, and I I don't mean it because there's a lot of people in, in, in my personal life who 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 we talk all the time. I'm going to tell you something. Outside of the few hours a day I'm doing my red state work and the few hours I'm doing some show prep and the, the, the hour I'm actually on the air, I don't like to talk politics. I don't like to talk news. I've got a buddy who, uh, who, who's in national radio, and Eric Erickson. Um, he's the reason I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing today. He hired me at Red State. He encouraged me to take the radio job when it came up. Um, Eric and I are good friends. I text him a lot. Sometimes it's about politics. Most of the time it's not because I understand that he, because he does it nationally, he gets a lot of this stuff too. And so I can send him a recipe or I can send him a joke or an offensive meme or, or whatever. I can text that to him and I know that I'll get a laugh out of it. And I know that we'll have this. Con- I mean, we talk about the radio business a lot because we're both fascinated by the radio business. But there are people out there who, I, I, I kid you not, we, we sit down and we're just having a nice time talking about whatever. And then they start talking about policy. What do you think about what's going on? Honestly, I didn't think about it until right before you said something. I hadn't thought about it for the past three hours. I have to be honest with you. I didn't see the latest thing popping off on Twitter. Right now, the thing popping off on Twitter is still Nikki Haley and the she doubled down on the comments that she made about getting rid of internet anonymity. But one of the problems that we we really have right now, everybody's so passionate about a lot of, and I, I understand a lot of this is stuff to get passionate about. A lot of it is stuff to get really passionate about. I get passionate about the social media stuff with our kids. I get passionate about our kids' mental health. I get passionate about the fentanyl stuff. I get passionate about uh, the abortion stuff. I get passionate about a lot of these things. I feel very strongly about them. But I cannot feel very strongly about the politics of the day 24 hours a day. It is simply going to break all of our brains if we do so. And when you look at what's happening around the country, I think a lot of our brains have been broken. Let's be honest. Trump derangement syndrome alone has broken an incredible number of brains. The Israel Hamas stuff has broken a lot of brains right now. It's true. Our brains are breaking because we're focusing too much on this stuff. And we need to stop. We need to take a deep breath and we need to remember the most important thing is the stuff in our immediate vicinity. If you really want to care about politics, please, first and foremost, pay attention to your local politics. Go vote this Saturday. Pay attention to what's going on at the state. That's the immediate stuff. Yes, the Washington, D.C. stuff does affect you because 
trickle-down economics of politics. We have trickle-down economics. We have trickle-down politics. The stuff that the National Democrats do is trickling down to the local level. We need to fight it at the local level and show the nationalists not working. When they push harder, we push even harder back. It is really, really just frustrating to be sitting there having a completely normal time and to all of a sudden, somebody wants to interject the politics of them now right in there, right into that nice, calm, peaceful moment. The stories are going to start cropping up again. How do you talk to your political, uh, how do you talk to your conservative uncle, your liberal, your progressive aunt, whatever? Uh, how do you talk with them about, you know, women's rights or, or the women, women's right to choose? How do you talk to them about Donald Trump? How do you talk to them about Joe Biden? How do you talk to them about this, that, or the other? Maybe don't. Maybe just take a seat. Go grab yourself another slice of pumpkin pie. Pecan pie. If you say pecan pie, you're not a friend of the show. But please... Everybody stop and take a break. Every now and then we don't have to talk about this stuff. There are some days I really want to, I, I, I really wanted to come on today and not talk about the Jeff Landry stuff, not talk about the national stuff. I just wanted to sit here and say, what are you guys bringing to Thanksgiving? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what to bring to Thanksgiving. We have a big family Thanksgiving coming up next week. And I know that there will be some family members there who will also Try to ask me about politics. And I will just smile and nod and I'll answer a couple questions and I'll turn and walk away and go find where my kids are because my kids don't give a damn about politics. They just want to run around outside because it's, it's going to be a beautiful day. But yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to bring. I mean, it's, it's a big family thing like we're, we're talking um, second and third cousin type thing. And that's kind of where we're at right now, where it's me, my wife, my kids. Uh, we go up to Natchitoches. We stay with my parents, my brother, my sister, her husband, and their kids. We're all going to a big family gathering uh, just off Cane River. And we're all going to figure out what what to bring. But you just stop and think. Like the email, the family email went out, hey, just fill out this, this uh, Google Sheets page. What are you bringing? And I don't know yet. So if you're listening and you're using the apps, tell me what you bring to a family Thanksgiving or what your favorite dish is, or even what's your favorite or, or what dish does somebody bring every year that you've never tried and you've always been kind of wary of it, like you want to try it, but it also looks kind of weird or you've never had it before. Let me get some dish ideas from you guys. Let's take a break. We'll be back to wrap up the show here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL.